Aw damn, thank you for tuning in to another episode of In The Studio With Rubio, where comical commentary meets politics, technology, world news, entertainment, pop culture, and just a plain weird. Get strapped up with your seatbelts and let loose your ears for your daily dose of news entertainment. Whether you're just a plain Joe or someone that screams I need attention, it doesn't matter because you're here for the useless commentary. Useless commentary. Now, without further ado, let me introduce you to one of the most silliest yet funniest people to ever exist in the history of all histories. Histories, histories. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chris Rubio. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of In the Studio with Rubio, Wednesday, December 2nd. Today, we're going to be talking about USA Today's mocked after fact check claims calling out Democrats for COVID-19 hypocrisy as, quote, missing contacts. Singapore, great country of Singapore, is the first country to approve the sale of lab-grown meats. Mmm, yums. Iran plans to increase uranium enrichment if U.S. actions remain... Ducktails, Ducktails, the Ducktails, the one me and you grew up with, you know, it's ending in uh, season three, finally ending in the season three. LeBron James agree- agrees to a two-year contract extension with the Los Angeles Lakers, worth eighty-five million dollars. And one video, the last video we're gonna watch, we're gonna watch L.A. County Supervisor Quill's office response to criticism over dining out. All this in this episode of In the Studio with Rubio. Let's go ahead and get the show started. And of course, before I start, going ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. If you like this video, go ahead and share this video. And if you must, go ahead and leave a comment down below. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're doing well. Today, usually I would uh, start, uh, before we even start with the articles, uh, like a little reflection about what I did today. Uh, today, I did uh, work and just did a bunch of nothing. So <laughs> that, that, was, that was basically what I did. You know what I mean? I had uh, went to the dog park, did my thing. Love going to the dog park. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of... Um, uh, I would say it's uh, it's serene, it's peaceful. Uh, no matter if if uh, one of my dogs is really aggressive, but hey, it doesn't it doesn't really matter, right? But hopefully you guys are having a good Wednesday, and you know we're almost to Friday, so two more days, guys, two more days until the glorious weekend. Uh, other than that, let's go ahead and get started with. Let's go talk about some politics, politics. Fox News reports, USA Today mocked after fact check claims calling out Dems for COVID hypocrisy as missing context. USA Today was once again mocked Wednesday over another so-called fact check, this time for their scrutiny of a claim calling out Democratic leaders for their apparent coronavirus hypocrisy. Oh my gosh. On Tuesday, USA Today outlined the claim that several Democratic politicians urged social distancing and issuing stay-at-home advisories but host to attend host or attend gatherings, which stemmed from a viral Facebook post uh, from the group Occupied Democrats Logic. The post, which has since been taken down, included a screenshot of a November 13 tweet from conservative commentator Liz Wheeler, who called out California Governor Gavin Newsom, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat California, for flouting CDC guidelines over the past several weeks. Quote, 
Governor Newsom bans gathering of 10 plus people, but attends party with dozens of people. Mayor Lightfoot locks down Chicago again, but celebrates Biden with crowds in the streets. Pelosi hosts giant reception while you're not allowed. Are people really okay with this hypocrisy? Unquote. Wheeler said. Now, we all know, we all know the hypocrisy that, um, that California politicians or Shashi's, uh, or Shashi's, should I just say Democrat politicians play, you know, um, as a California resident, I am so pissed. I am really, really just disappointed with uh, everything of Gavin and Newsom and Eric Garcetti. I really think they're draconian measures. They're they're the draconian um, um, hold on this state and the places that we live is uh, pretty disgusting. And that that's what's causing me. And a lot of people that uh, have lived in California for a very, very long time is actually considering leaving because bad government has consequences. And the consequence is me, a centrist, moving out of California. Now, I mean, let's 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 further read this um, article. The fact check acknowledges that there was some truth to the claim confirming that Newsom did in fact attend a dinner party at the French Laundry in Napa Valley or Napa County. And Lightfoot similarly addressed a pro-Biden celebration on the, uh, on the streets of Chicago. However, the paper pointed out that both Pelosi and the House GOP had planned a dinner for new members of Congress. Congress before strapping those plans. The fact check, however, does not mention Pelosi's infamous trip to the shuttered San Francisco hair salon without wearing a mask, which was first reported by Fox News. And we, we, we know about this because she called it a setup, right? Stupid Nancy Pelosi, Miss Facelift, Facelift Supreme, said that she was set up. She was set up by the GOP. That's what she said. This, this, is not, this is not coming from me. This is actually coming from Nancy Pelosi. The House Speaker. <laughs> A voted in politician. Thank you, guys. You guys are great for voting her in. Dude, I got I to gotta applaud everybody for that. Good job. And by the way, everybody saw that. Every, uh, everybody saw that infamous video. She was like walking around like an old grandma. Like, nee, 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 nee. I mean, doesn't it piss you off? Doesn't it piss you off that, you know, that the politicians of California, like, example, Newsom is telling you not to gather. Be careful of who you hang with, with uh, on, on Thanksgiving. Telling you to to limit interaction, especially with your family. And then and, and, and then you see this guy with no mask with his friends. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Somebody took that picture. We all saw it. He apologized. Well, you know what? You know, a, a, a apology goes a long way, I guess. But you know, hey, uh, I'm definitely if I'm still in California, which I probably won't. I won't be voting for you, Newsom. I'd be voting for a squirrel before I vote for you next time. And trust me, there's a lot of squirrels that's equally qualified for the Garcetti seat or the Newsom seat. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Guys, should we get into technology? Of course we can, guys. Of course. <clears throat> uh, 
Engadget reports Singapore is the first country to approve the sale of lab-grown meat. Mmm, yummy. Look at that. Looks like chicken tenders. Singapore has become the first country in the world to approve the sale of cultured meat. Um, on Wednesday, the city state's food agency gave Eat Just, a U.S. Uh, startup best known for its plant-based egg substitute, the go-ahead to sell its lab-grown chicken as an ingredient in chicken bites, pictured above. The company told uh, NBC News initial availability of its meat will be limited, with only one, with only a single restaurant selling the nuggets to start. However, Eat Just plans to eventually sell the meat directly to consumers as it increases its manufacturing capacity. Cultured meat is different from the plant-based alternatives we've seen from companies like Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat. In this case, it's real meat that's created by taking stem cells from an animal's muscle or fat tissue and putting it in the medium that supports their growth. Josh Tedrick, the company's CEO, compared the process to brewing beer. The resulting chicken is both safe to eat and includes a high amount of protein and a diversified amino acid composition. Well, guys, it's coming. Sooner or later, we're, you know, human beings are just, human beings are, are, are going to exhaust all the resources of this planet, right? And uh, there won't be no animals. It, it, it's going that direction. And we're going to be forced to eat lab-grown meat. And I've, I've actually told this to uh, several people. If you had the choice to eat meat from like a tube of toothpaste, but it was meat and it had all the required ingredients in it to make a hum even better ingredients, would you take it? That's a tough one, man. You know, uh, a lot of people say no. I would say no first, but initially, you know, I already put a whole bunch, you know, I... I've been putting processed foods inside my body ever since I was born, you know, and I think processed foods to a certain extent, uh, sooner or later, it will become kind of healthy. I don't know. I, I, I think this is the way technology is going. This is the way science is going, you know, so it's, it's, it's coming guys, human beings, we're going to be eating meat from, uh, from a tube of toothpaste, right? And uh, we're going to be uh, stuck in the Internet because we're going to be virtually uh, virtually assimilated into the Internet. We won't know what the Internet is. We can't decipher from the Internet or reality. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun the next, uh, I would say, couple centuries for us humans. But just take a look at the picture. Does, not, does that uh, not look appetizing? It does. It looks like chicken nuggets. I'm a big fan of chicken nuggets, guys. Big, big, uh, big fan. And Singapore, not too far away from the Philippines. Hey, why, oh, why don't you a, do a test run in the Philippines, for God's sakes? Do a test run in the Philippines, man. Because, you know, the Philippines, we are considered the third world country. And uh, we would love nothing but cultured meat. Of course. Give us that cultured meat, man. You know, uh, Filipinos don't need much to survive. We we could use fake meat, and as long as white rice is there, we're a-okay. You know what I mean? White rice is the key to a Filipino diet. I don't think... And plus, if you're wearing basketball shorts and flip-flops... <sighs> well, man, uh, you probably got to live in Eagle Rock, dog. That's what I'm trying to say. Right, guys? Come on, come on, come on, guys. 
Come on, come on. Come on. You guys are no fun, man. No fun at all. All right, guys. Let's go to the next topic. And what's the next topic, guys? What is the next topic? I don't even know what the next topic is. Hold on a minute. Let's go to world news, guys. World news. And this article is brought to you by Axios. Axios reports, Iran plans to increase uranium enrichment if U.S. sanctions remain. Mm, interesting. <clears throat> Iran plans to begin increasing its nuclear enrichment levels and prohibit international inspectors from accessing nuclear facilities if U.S. oil and banking sanctions are not lifted by this coming February, the New York Times reports. Wow, those are threats, guys. Those are threats to this democracy. And when Iran... Uh, gives a threat to the West, it should be taken seriously. I know we haven't had a war with Iran. The last interaction of any significance was we was uh, when we installed the Shah, and that was long ago. And after that, Iran and U.S. relations has never been the same. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Let's further read. Um, why it matters. A new law ratified Wednesday orders Iran's Atomic Energy Agency to uh, expand uranium enrichment to match levels prior to the 2015 nuclear agreement. The move comes as a direct response to the assassination of the nation's top nuclear scientists. I did get, uh, I did talk about that a couple days ago, and appears to put pressure on President-elect Biden to re-enter the 2015 deal immediately upon taking office. Man, and this is where diplomacy is really, really difficult, okay? Uh, everybody's seen um, real-time with Bill Maher when most deaf was on there arguing with uh, the likes of Christopher Hitchens. I cannot believe most deaf was actually trying to argue with Christopher, the, the, the late, great Christopher Hitchens as far as nuclear disarmament, you know? And it's a very, very complicated issue. Most deaf didn't know anything. He... Yeah, I guess that's the best the world of hip hop had to offer, <laughs> you know. But you know, it's 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 a um, I would say it's a it's a quagmire. It's it's very 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 complicated, and you know, Trump didn't do anything. I don't think Biden's going to do anything as far as normalizing relations. Uh, it hasn't been normal ever since you know the Shah back in the I think it was the eighties. Or 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 the late seventies. I don't really know too much history about that. I just I just know your uh, bare knuckle bones uh, facts and stuff, you know. But man, it's it's uh it's going to be interesting because there's I don't know how many countries with nuclear weapons. I know Iran's not one of them, and Iran is definitely um uh, one of the important nations or most one of the most important countries in the Middle East. And if they acquire a, uh, a nuclear weapon, well, we better be prepared. We better be prepared for um, some world wars, man. Because uh, we all know if we go into war with Iran, there's a couple countries that have uh, Iran's back. Uh, Iran's back, right? I mean, that's uh, let's say you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna name because. The moment I say something, uh, somebody's going to leave a comment. That's not a supporter of Iran. 
I'm just gonna say Syria. That's it. That yeah, boom. There it is. <laughs> mhm. But let's see what happens. It's never a dull moment when it comes to uh, U.S. diplomacy. I think we live. Uh, I I actually released a video today about living in a bubble, and you know, for the most part, a bunch of uh, citizens like uh, us, you, me, you, the one sitting watching me, we are pretty much live in a bubble. We live in a bubble of comfortableness. That's the word I like to claim. And, uh, you know, we could uh, give commentary about different uh, news articles that I read here. You guys could give commentary, whatever you want. But when you actually live in places like the Philippines or in the Middle East, it becomes it becomes a reality check because uh, uh, the freedoms that you take for granted living here uh, becomes uh, becomes really, really important, you know, so. Yeah, let's go ahead to the next article, guys. We're almost done here. Almost done. Almost, almost, almost done. What's next, guys? Let's go to entertainment. This is brought to you by Entertainment Weekly. <clears throat> DuckTales is ending with season three. DuckTales! I grew up with DuckTales. You grew up with DuckTales. Come on, everybody grew up. I'm, 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 I'm pretty old. <clears throat> Life is like a hurricane in Duckburg, but all storms come to an end eventually. EW has confirmed that the currently airing third season of DuckTales will be the show's last. Man, I am going to shed a tear right now. The talented creative team led by Matt Youngberg and Fr uh, Francisco Agones have delivered exceptionally exceptional storytelling with uniquely Reimagined characters for three seasons of 75 episodes and more than 15 shorts. Now, guys, look, man, uh, I was I was an 80s kid. I was a night. I was an 80s and 90s kid, man. And the original DuckTales is um, holds a special place in my heart because, man, I always wanted to swim in that pool of money. That Scrooge. That Uncle Scrooge, you're freaking swimming in. You know, I I got, I basically was raised with that show. I looked forward to watching the show, you know, and I watched a lot of shows. You know, I watched Chip and Dale. I watched Tailspin. I watched, you know, all those shows that uh that you grow up being, you know, in 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 my late thirties, you know, and it's. It's made an impact. I mean, I mean, looking back, I mean, my one of my favorite. I love Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck was Darkwing Duck was my jam, guys. But Ducktales, Ducktales, guys, Ducktales. That uh, I can't. I can't even say anything, man. You know, like I don't know how many episodes I've watched. Uh, I would say out of all my life, uh, Ducktales has to be in the top ten of my favorite cartoons to watch. It has to be. If it's not, it, you know, if, if you're my age and, and DuckTales is not in your top 10, then, bro, we can't be friends, man. Uh, I forgot uh, those 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 criminals, those, what is it, uh, 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 Bugles, the Beagles. That was uh, pretty funny. That was actually a caricature of me in high school, guys. Just uh, wouldn't, wouldn't let you know that. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh man, where's the 
I forgot. Well, you know, uh, everybody knows that LeBron James uh, agrees to a two-year contract extension with the Los Angeles uh, Lakers worth $85 million. Oh, man, he is not going to be broke anytime soon, guys. Just uh, want to let you know that. And, of course, um, we are going to end this segment with, of course, always a video in my segment. Let's watch some Cheers. This is uh, brought to you by YouTube, guys. Let's go ahead and watch this. And as you can imagine, some people calling Supervisor Kuehl a hypocrite over this, especially some people in the restaurant industry. Now and this is what I said before, the first article regarding politics, the hypocrisy, hypocrisy of one party. You know what that party is to say that everybody should be locked down, to say that everybody should, you know, not, you know, be, be socially distant. And yet they're doing all this stuff that's opposite of what they're preaching. <sighs> on November 24th, she voted in favor to ban outdoor dining here in L.A. County. And on the very same day, she was spotted eating out. Take a look. This happened at Il Forno Restaurant in Santa Monica again on November 24th. Kuehl's representatives admit to this, saying the restaurant is one of her favorite spots. This is a statement issued to us by her office this morning. Take a I don't give a damn if it's her favorite spot. Do I give a damn about it? You know what my favorite spot is? My well, One of my favorite spots during this pandemic was the 24-hour fitness gym in North Hollywood. And what did the government do? They took that away from me. Now I got the COVID extra 19 pounds sitting in my belly because, you know, I can't. Look, it I says in even. part, Supervisor Kuehl has eaten at Il Forno virtually every night for many <laughs> years. And on the last night that was permitted by county health orders, she dined there al fresco, taking appropriate precautions as recommended by the Department of Public Health. Her reps went on to say since the patio ban went into effect, the supervisor has continued to support the restaurant by ordering out. She hopes county residents will do the same. Now, it is important to note Supervisor Kuehl also made these comments during the Board of Supervisors meeting last week saying, quote, outdoor dining is probably more dangerous in terms of contagion than any other kind of activity. Oh, my gosh. Outdoor dining. I got to, you know what? I got to replay that again. I got to replay that again. That's just. Any other kind of activity. Did you guys hear that? Of contagion than any dining is probably more dangerous in comments during the Board of Supervisors meeting last week saying, quote, outdoor dining is probably more dangerous in terms of contagion than any other. Outdoor dining is much more dangerous. That what uh, that's what she said. This is the culture of fear that I'm talking about, guys. Don't go out. Don't dine out. Don't shake hands. Don't make eye contact. Don't breathe. Don't walk. Don't get out from bed. Don't take a shower. Just hunger down at your house and do nothing and get fat so you can rely on government. This is all a big agenda. Okay, guys? Ugh. It's so frustrating. Business. She said this the same day she went out to eat herself. The LA County Board of Supervisors voted last week three to two to uphold the ban on outdoor dining, limiting all eateries in LA County to takeout and drive through. In response, by the way, if, if if you guys know, you know, I mean, there's been a couple times in uh, um, 
I've driven in L.A. Uh, there's one specific spot in uh, downtown Burbank that used to be full of life. During this pandemic, when they uh, got got the green light to go ahead and do outdoor dining, everybody looked great, especially on a Friday, Saturday night. Every Everybody was out. Everybody was, I don't know about socially distant, but everybody was definitely wearing a mask. And it looked lively. It, things were getting back to normal. Yet again, they're going to shut down again. And now uh, I was there a couple days ago. And it really does look like a ghost town. I went to Glendale today. You know, I I, I was trying to pick up some uh, some Korean food at, at some place on Brant Street. It looked like a freaking ghost town. Okay? And if you're just a mom and pop shop, like, uh, located on either Brant Street or downtown Burbank, man, you, you there's only one person or there's only one party to blame. And you know who that party is. I'm 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 not gonna say it because it's gonna just make my soul rage. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Blame, adding it is unconstitutional and it arbitrarily targets restaurants and its employees. In addition to this suit, a local restaurant here in downtown LA has filed a similar lawsuit. Engine Company Number no. 28, co-owned by famed LA-based attorney Mark Garagos, a hearing for this case is scheduled for later this morning. Now back out here live, we have reached out to Mr. Garagos as he is the plaintiff in this case. We have not yet heard. <sighs> Guys, I am done. I am done. I, I, you know, I, I just, I just can't move out of California fast enough. I want to. It's just like I've, I've, uh, you know, we've, we gotta, I gotta plan some stuff first before, be, uh, before making big moves like that. But it's a coming. I, I, I really thought, you know, if you asked me two years ago, Chris, would you move out of California? Uh, I would have been like, oh, California. I would never move out of California. Are you, are you crazy? California is my home now. I'm just like, ah, oh, where, where, do, where, where do you want me to go? Let's go, let's go. <sighs> it is funny though. That's not funny. Hey, always funny. It's always, always funny, guys. Let me bring my girl up there. Ah, uh, there is my dog. <laughs> well, guys, just want to say once again, thank you very much for listening to in the studio with rubio wednesday december 2nd if you guys want to do me a favor follow me on my socials i'm on youtube facebook instagram tiktok twitch gab and parlor at chris rubio artist and i'm also on d live at chris underscore rubio underscore artist go ahead and give me a follow and i do this monday through saturday i am dropping podcast city every day to entertain you guys so if you guys want to support my work i'm on venmo cash app paypal deal and facebook messenger go ahead and send me some money and of course if you are on youtube go ahead and hit that notification bell and most importantly hit that subscribe button right there thank you guys i'll see you guys tomorrow peace